0: I'm Carrie. And I'm Erin. And this is Keeping this is keepin Busy. busy. <laughs> I didn't even say the words right. And this is <laughs> Keeping Busy.
1: It's our one year anniversary episode. Happy anniversary to us. Happy anniversary to us. we have already forgotten the name of the show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's true. I think I've forgotten everything today. I'm, I'm a little off. That's okay.
1: You're allowed to have off
0: days. <laughs> So last week, we decided, or last episode, we decided for our anniversary that we would be revisiting something that we tried and maybe weren't so successful with, which was fudge. Fudge. (laughs) So we've actually made different recipes this time. Mm -hmm. I decided on a brown sugar
1: panucci flavored recipe. And I have made a peanut butter and jelly fudge. Heck to the yeah. Heck yeah.
0: Okay, so you go first. I want to (laughs) hear about your fudge because you sent me a picture and it looked like freaking magic. So tell
1: me about it. Okay, so starting off, I got the recipe from thespruce.com. It's just called peanut butter and jelly fudge. So it's a, a basic peanut butter fudge you cook up let's see sugar butter evaporated milk up to 235 then you stir in peanut butter vanilla and marshmallow cream put it in the pan and then you drop some jelly on top and with a butter knife kind of swirl it through so I don't like recipes that have me taking something that I could make at home And uh, buying it pre-made. So I actually made my own marshmallow cream, which was
0: pretty easy. That's dedication.
1: (laughs) It was was pretty easy. And I'll just mention I got that recipe from thekitchen.com. That's the kitchen with no E in kitchen. And that took, I don't know, 20 minutes maybe. And it's all stuff that you have in your house. Water, granulated sugar, corn syrup. Egg whites, cream of tartar, and vanilla. Super easy. It's also just like a cooking sugar and then mixed up together recipe. And that was delicious. So I used that for my peanut butter fudge, which came out pretty dang good. It looked pretty dang good. It looked
0: <laughs>
1: it looked super good. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I'm eating some now. Um okay, I say that I I like it a lot. I'm very happy with the results. It's not perfect. So if somebody was to try this recipe, I don't think I would use as much jelly as they recommend. Okay. There are some places where if you have more than just a small amount of jelly, the fudge doesn't set up as well. Oh, okay. And I know you had warned me um, about maybe trying to reduce the jelly Uh before I use it. I felt like the jelly I had was pretty thick, <laughs> and most of the time, in most of the pieces, I had no problem, but I think when I put the pictures up on Facebook, I will put a picture of a good piece, and then one that had a, a big clump of jelly where the top didn't set, off, set up, and when I took the piece out, it kind of slowly slid off. Okay. kind In a, kinda a jelly clump. Mm-hmm. Kind of just
0: slopped right out of there
1: yeah and the fudge while in it is melt in your mouth delicious has pretty good peanut butter flavor it's a little bit grainy really I expected with the um with
0: the marshmallow I mean the part of the point of putting in like a pre-cooked marshmallow fluff type thing or mini marshmallows or in some recipes is to kind of take advantage of that lack of crystal or the smaller crystallization right to uh so that Mm -hmm. it kind of seeds it with smaller crystals i thought that was the point anyways i don't know
1: it makes sense to me (laughs) i don't know exactly what made the 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 graininess in there it could be that i used a little bit too earthy crunchy peanut butter instead of processed (laughs) yeah some of these recipes i feel like the more processed peanut butter comes out With a better fudge. Mm, That could be. Anyway, it's delicious. I'm very happy. Uh, I could eat it all day. The end. How about yours? So, I'm good with the flavor.
0: I said that I was going to maybe do like a swirl in of some cinnamon fudge into the brown sugar fudge. Because I like the brown sugar cinnamon combination. A la brown sugar cinnamon pop tarts. Uh I did not do a swirl in because I figured I would mess it up. (laughs) So I just took the brown sugar fudge recipe from the spruce. We independently came up with the same website for our fudges.
1: Yeah, the spruce has a lot of um, really good uh, fudge recipes, a lot of interesting combinations.
0: Yeah, and they actually have, I think, three or four different recipes for panucci fudge alone panucci and brown sugar fudge being pretty much the same exact thing so this recipe the one i did just called brown sugar fudge uh, is made with just brown sugar and some white sugar evaporated milk butter vanilla and walnuts if you want them with the maple fudge which was the one we both kind of failed at Mm -hmm. once it was set up i i knew i hadn't mixed it enough because it says beat it with a wooden spoon for like five minutes and i certainly didn't do that because i didn't know how important it was (laughs) so i didn't do that and my maple fudge came out basically hard as a rock like old maple sugar candy not new maple sugar candy which has like the creamy soft middle but like (sighs) really really old rock hard maple sugar this was slightly better than that (laughs) I actually I the first time I did it, I don't I put it into my KitchenAid mixer because I wanted to make sure that I beat it enough and I was watching it. And I it says, you know, take it to the point where it loses its sheen and then just mix the nuts in and pour it in the pan to set. Um, So I'm standing there and I'm used to making marshmallows where you have to wait for the marshmallows to get all the way to room temperature. And so I'm kind of, like, feeling the bowl and have my hand on the bottom of the bowl to feel for when it starts cooling down. And I'm beating it and beating it, and I look, and it's still glossy, and I look away, and I look, and it's still glossy, and I look away. And I I guess I probably zoned out a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) And when I looked back, it looked just like crumbs.
1: (laughs) Oh, no. It was
0: all completely solidified, and it was just, like, smacking around the inside of the bowl as all-crystallized sugar disaster. (laughs) I actually found out that you can try and fix your fudge Mm. because you haven't really done all that much to change the sugar itself Um, other than, you know, reset its crystal formation. I just put it back in a pan (laughs) and put more water in and melted it back down and boiled it up again. Uh, I I washed all my utensils so I wouldn't seed it with any bad sugar crystals <laughs> and my pan. And I did the whole thing again. I did not put it in my KitchenAid because I wanted to make sure I was paying attention. And I'm looking in the pot and I'm stirring it and stirring it and starting to thicken and get kind of, you know, a cool looking texture. And literally, <laughs> I you not, I looked at it. And the sheen started to go away. And I went, oh, it's time for the pan. And I did like one more scrape around the outside of the pan and just watched it harden into a rock. It was the worst. And I was like, no! Because I could see as I poured it into my pan that it instantly set. Like I couldn't spread it. There was no even like pushing it down. It was still warm, but it was rock solid. And at that point I gave up.
1: That's fast. Jeez. I actually,
0: interestingly enough, because so many people on the internet are like, Panucci fudge is super easy, blah, 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 blah. Easiest fudge recipe ever. And I'm like, not for me. I found somebody who had the same exact problem. And I'm going to send you the link because I was looking up like how to know when you stirred Panucci too long. <laughs> like how to know when to stop before you've stirred it too long that's the key and i found this poet in the pantry post and reading it was like reliving my life (laughs) she literally tries twice although she didn't know you could use the same stuff again so she actually tossed two batches of fudge oh which is sad but i mean like if you look at this page you can see how my fudge looked it looks kind of like graham cracker crust crumbs (laughs) Yes. yes, like when you mix in the butter and they that. haven't all stuck together yet, but they're starting to clump in the rest of its crumbs. Interesting. So that's how my fudge looked. Now it looks like fudge, but it still breaks off. And the texture is more like a newer <laughs> package of maple sugar candy. <laughs> it's not as granulated and it does melt in your mouth, but it doesn't have any of the chewy softness that I usually associate with fudge. It's definitely mm-hmm. more, you know, candy, whatever you would call it. It's not gritty, though. That's the weird thing. Is it smooth? It's
1: just hard as a rock. Hmm. I think that sounds like uh, what happened with my maple fudge. Yeah. It's, um, I beat it too long. It was waiting for the, the sheen go to go yeah. away, and it just solidified into a block.
0: I also read somewhere that that could be not the beating part and not the crystallization part, but if you have a good texture and it's just too hard, it's just that you ended up bringing it too hot and just evaporating out mm-hmm. too much water.
1: That could be it. I know I wasn't using my candy thermometer when I did the maple fudge, I was trying to use the laser. I one. did,
0: but I don't trust the things, anyways. I don't think they register quickly enough in like the bubbling sugar yeah lastly what was i going to say lastly about fudge oh i noticed that a lot of the panucci fudge recipes that are like more no fail even if they don't have the marshmallow fluff or the marshmallow cream they usually just bring it up to boiling and boil it for you know x amount of minutes and then take it off and just mix in powdered sugar until it's stiff enough. <laughs> no. It's like two to three cups of powdered sugar. And you're like, how do you, you know, know how much to use? Well, you just stir it in until it's like thick fudge consistency and then pop it in the fridge. So it's not... That's cheating. It feels like cheating to me too, but kind of like making, um, you know, chocolate Velveeta fudge. It's not really fudge. <laughs> so I've been foiled again, but I'm glad you had some success.
1: Yeah, I think...
0: I'm happy with it. They're not perfect. Yeah. But I'm happy with it. I will say that I really, really like the brown sugar cinnamon. It tastes like a candy coffee cake. <laughs> so are you going to still find a way to eat it? Oh, I'm still eating. It's it's. Okay. I described it to my mom like a bad smell. <laughs> <laughs> you know when you walk into a room and you're like, oh my God, what's that smell? It's so bad. And then you're like... And you start breathing deeper. <laughs> <laughs> you start inhaling the bad smell more, like you want more uh-huh. of it. That's kind of how I'm uh-huh. eating it. It's like, but it doesn't taste bad. No, it tastes good, but yeah, like, it, I, it makes me angry. Like, ah, uh, like, why is this fudge not the way I wanted it to be? But I'm still shoveling it into my mouth. Like, maybe if I have just one more bite, I'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it'll reveal its secrets to me if it just, you know. If I just eat one more piece. <laughs> <laughs> I like how the yours is this like big slab too. Did you put it in a loaf pan? I put it in a ooh, an
1: eight by eight pan. Even though the recipe said nine by nine, so it probably wasn't supposed to be quite that thick.
0: I like it. It just looks like when you go to like a real candy confectionery place that makes fudge and they just take one of those huge paper cutter type things and just whack oh, off yeah. a huge block of it. <laughs> And like, there's your four pound slab.
1: I wonder if I had put it in the bigger pan like I was supposed to, if the the jelly proportion wouldn't have been so clumpy.
0: Yeah. Oh, did you um did you heat the jelly at all?
1: No, I thought I was okay. And most of it came out okay. There were just one or two clumps. Yeah. But everyone I talked to, I was like, Oh, I made peanut butter and jelly fudge. All I got was you. What? <laughs> Wow. How is that not an amazing combination? You like peanut butter fudge. Just put a little jelly on it. Whatever. I I mean. I'll eat it by myself. I obviously agree with you, but people are weird. I'm going to freeze my fudge and I'll let you have some next time we get together. Sweet.
0: I like yeah. it. Yay. And I'll freeze some of my fudge and then you can say, no, please don't make me
1: eat it. <laughs> I am interested to eat this bad smell fudge.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: So what else have you been up to? Ah, I was going to ask you that.
0: Okay, I'll go first. <laughs> I've been doing some more 3D printing stuff. Ooh. I've been super lame about it, and I have not tried to do anything in CAD myself, and I've just been stealing things off of Thingiverse. My children are all about Pokemon right now, <laughs> and the two boys got a lot of Pokemon stuff for Christmas. But my daughter didn't really get any of that stuff, so I've been... Printing her Pokemon toys. I printed and assembled her a working hinged Pokeball. Oh. And I did a Pikachu and a Bulbasaur for her to put in them, <laughs> put in it. <laughs> That's so cute. Yeah. And my eldest son had me print out a dice tower today, which is actually the largest thing I've printed so far. It's about five inches tall. So it has two little chambers. And it's kind of like a marble run where you just put the dice in at the top but they, and they clatter down the two little uh, paths back and forth and around and around. And they come out into little catcher trays that look like drawbridges. The, the tower actually looks like a tower. It's got, you know, like brick detailing on the outside and so it looks kind of neat. Do you have a
1: picture? Um,
0: well, technically I have not done the drawbridges yet, but I do. I can send you a picture of the tower itself right now took, like, three hours to print, so it just finished a little while ago before I got on the phone with you. Well, that looks really cute. Isn't it neat? I like it, yeah.
1: So the, there are little holes at the bottom, and that's where the drawbridge connects, I assume?
0: Yeah, it has little, you print little pins, and the pins stick in the side and hold the little drawbridge.
1: That's super cute. I bet they're going to have lots of fun with that.
0: Yeah, because my, um, he also loves... Dice games, like he's a Yahtzee fanatic, <laughs> <laughs> which I think is hilarious because I always thought when I was little that Yahtzee was such an old person game. You know, it's uh-huh. like, what are you doing? Oh, I'm, um, I'm meeting up with the girls to go play Canasta and Bridge <laughs> and Yahtzee. <laughs> so um, I think it's funny that he loves Yahtzee, but he's he's got this crazy streak in him when he plays Yahtzee, where he just every single roll. No matter what he gets, even if he gets, like, almost a full straight, he's like, I'm going for Yahtzee! <laughs> and I'm like, D- dude, you, you you have to roll all your dice again. You, you have nothing. <laughs> I'm doing it! I'm going for Yahtzee! So, okay.
1: <laughs> well, you know, strategy will come later. But the joy of the game is good for now.
0: Yes. So, I have also started a hat for my younger son. He wanted a purple hat, and I'm crocheting him. I've never done, um, what's it called, crochet cables before. So I'm Ooh. doing kind of a, a cable knit crochet hat. So, ca- I'm sorry, cable crochet. <laughs> How far along are you? I am a little more than halfway done. I've done most of the cabling, and I'm coming towards, I'm like just shaping it down a little bit and going to do a, a ribbed, Um, band around the bottom of the hat so it's mostly done
1: so when you make something like that for your kids do they want to see it as you go along or are they just interested in the end product
0: um they're pretty just interested in the end product they don't really usually care too much in between they'll get it once over and be like oh yeah that's good
1: thanks (laughs) (laughs) typical kid stuff okay yeah what have you been doing well today just today we finished staging the nursery Yay! Yay! I am very excited that that's done. We were waiting, as of the last episode, we were waiting for some decals to come in. Yes. They arrived over the last two weeks. So I'm sending you a picture of the big wall, and uh, the lighting's not so great. It's better in the daylight. (gasps) Oh my gosh, that's so cute. I want to hire you to come decorate my house. You're so good. (sighs) I I just bought stuff and put it up. But uh, they're white birch trees with um, sticks and leaves, and there's little butterflies and birds and flying around, and then there's owls and little forest animals. So I was I was worried because the forest animals were made by a different company than the owls, and those had our accent colors. They're not a, they're definitely not a perfect match, but they're close enough where we decided to use them anyway. Which ones are different? If you look at the bottom, the fox and the little hedgehog and uh, little mushrooms. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think it came out great. So we did the one big blank wall, uh, a wall across from it. We did half of the wall with the same stuff. And we finished, we hung a few little pieces of artwork. And it's all staged and ready. The baby shower, I think, is t- two or three weeks away. So obviously we don't have all this stuff yet. Yeah, but the decor is up. I think it looks. And I can rest. Super good. I'm very, very happy with the results. It was a lot of work cause so you put up the the tree trunks.
0: So the tree trunks are decals, yes. Yes, but they're floor to ceiling. Yeah. That must have been really tough to get them square at the top and bottom.
1: Yeah. So my husband was up on a step stool, and then I was at the bottom. It took a long time to do all the, the trunks. Yeah. And then once the trunks were up, then the, the limbs were separate, and then the leaves were separate from that. Oh, my goodness. And then the animals, and it just, I mean, we've been working on this thing forever. Yeah. So we, we finally finished it up, and I'm just so happy that I don't hate it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How do the decals go on? Like, is it kind of like a window cling where you're constantly trying to get
1: the air bubbles out, or is it a little more forgiving? This was more forgiving. Uh, The the trees and the owls that we got from one manufacturer are definitely better quality, whereas the other forest animals were not so nice. Yeah. The trees, if you can imagine, there was kind of a stiff backing. So you pull the back off, and what you have is the decal stuck to a thin, uh, slightly transparent sheet. So there's actually three pieces. You pull the back off, Then you can kind of place it and see it. You run your hand over that, then you pull very slowly, pull that top layer off, and hopefully it sticks to the wall and not your top layer. So it was meticulous, especially with the trunks, because they are white birch trees. And if you know white birch trees, they have dark lines that run horizontally through them. And so this was represented on the decals by gaps. Oh, so everywhere there's a cut, it's like trying to shift on you. Right. It was just a really slow process. The two of us, one would inch the top layer off while the other one, with their fingertips, kind of dabbed the decal onto the wall so that it would get off the paper. Wow. The branches were easier because you're not dealing. You know, they were thin. And we would each take a branch and go and do that, but the the trunks were. That was definitely a two-person job. It
0: sounds like a recipe for marital
1: distress. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we figured it out pretty quick. I think the first maybe two trees were really tough. Then we got a rhythm down. We got a technique. We each had our role. Yeah, turned out pretty good. And you guys are
0: used to doing house projects together too, so.
1: Yeah, but we usually hate each other at least <laughs> one point during the house projects. Yeah, but this was relatively uneventful. Yeah,
0: well, that's good. It looks great, and now you're now
1: you're done. I think that's been sucking up a lot of my free time lately.
0: How about have you have you managed to get any freezer meals or sauce or broths yes. done?
1: I did. Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> On my mother's side. They're, they're all purebred Italians. So I have a purebred Italian grandma. And her pasta sauce, her tomato sauce, is, of course, the best tomato sauce that has ever been made, ever. And
0: it's it's won awards.
1: <laughs> it's, won it's won
0: competitions. College,
1: <laughs> college apartment sauce competitions. Very prestigious saucies.
0: Yes, the sauce-off.
1: Yeah, the problem is that the, the recipe... Really should simmer for three or four days, (laughs) maybe three hours. Three hours is good. I do the first two with the cover on and then the last one with the cover off, let it evaporate a bit. And so I I, I rarely make it, but I have this giant five-gallon pot that my husband had used to try and brew beer and uh, has gone unused for a long time, and I made a huge batch Of Italian grandma tomato sauce.
0: Holy cow. Did you make five gallons of it or did you have a good amount of headspace?
1: I think it was probably three gallons. Oh, that's a lot of sauce. Way more sauce than I'll need. I ended up, after it cooled down, I put it in like the big Ziploc baggies. Yes. I filled gallon Ziploc baggies halfway. And I think I, I did get like six of them. So it's probably about three gallons at the end. Wow, and so excellent! We I mean, have nice portioned out tomato sauce.
0: You're gonna be super happy to have that in the fridge
1: when the baby arrives. I yes, I had plans also to make tonkatsu ramen broth, but I did not get around to doing that because I could not find one of the ingredients is slab pork back fat. Hmm, what if you just did? Could you just do um? Like pork belly? Maybe. That's what I was thinking about doing. Also, if you go to, the, we have a market back basket nearby. If you go very early in the morning when the butchery is doing their thing, they will just be throwing away fat. Oh, that's a good idea. We had made sausage from scratch once before. My husband went and they sold him for like 10 cents a pound or something like that. Just the fat that they were going to throw out. But I have yet to wake up early enough and get to the grocery (laughs) store before they throw it out. So that's still on the to-do list. I'm still very excited to try that.
0: I have never gone for straight-up tonkatsu uh, broth. I found a really great recipe for it once, but it was really involved where you had to uh, take a lot of pork bones and first blanch them, I guess it would be. Like, you put Mm -hmm. them in boiling water just for a few minutes and then dump that water because you don't want like any of the leftover uh, vessels or blood in the bones to color the broth. So once you blanch it, you dump all of that water and then you start your broth with like the new clean white bones. Um, and then you have to cook it for
1: forever. <laughs> yeah, at least 12 hours. Yeah. From what I see. Some some places are up to 18 hours where you're just boiling and that's after the blanch. And so I have done pork broths before that I've used
0: in making ramen broths. But it's usually like I'll have a uh, a pork, a bone in pork butt that I'm going to use to do like a pulled pork or something. And instead of doing it on the bone, I will cut the bone out first and save that bone for the broth. And so Mm. I've made pork broth like that before. What I don't understand, why can you not buy pork broth? I understand that wouldn't be necessarily good for ramen because the tonkatsu broth is super thick and cloudy and delicious and umami-filled. And pork broth wouldn't be like that anyway if you bought it from the store. But why can't you buy pork broth?
1: I don't know. You're right. Even like bullion, you can get chicken or beef or vegetable. And I've seen seafood stock, I think. Yes. But not pork. And clam broth
0: and um, turkey they even have now. Yeah? You can get the aseptic packages of turkey broth and still no pork. Hmm.
1: It is a mystery. Someone needs to correct that because pork broth is delicious. It's super good, yes. So I now have just a couple pig feet all cut up in my freezer waiting for The day to be found. (laughs) Maybe for the next episode, I will have given it a try.
0: Is there any fun stuff coming up next time? When will the next episode be posted?
1: All right. Next episode is February fifteenth, so Valentine's Day, pretty much.
0: Aha! It's National Cream-Filled chocolates Day. So I have a suggestion that probably want to avoid, but maybe. (laughs) Okay. It's Valentine's Day and it's cream filled chocolate day. What if we tried? Oh, God, I don't even know why I'm saying this. What if we tried fondant? And I'm not talking about the stuff that goes on the outside of cakes that they roll into sheets. I'm talking about like the stuff that's in those creamy chocolate covered cherries. Or like when you get a box of cream filled chocolates and it's like, ooh, I got the orange cream. That orange mm-hmm. cream is orange fondant. Really? Yes, it's ah. a different thing. It's it's kind of, I mean, it's it's more candy making, which is why I'm saying I don't know why I'm saying this because it's probably going to be a disaster. <laughs> but um, <laughs> we could do little fondant filled chocolates, like orange creams or raspberry creams or something.
1: Do I need to have a mold for that um, candy mold? I.
0: Do you have, like, a mini muffin tin? Yeah. Or an ice cube tray? Yes. I think either of those would work splendidly. Wonderful. I would probably go with the ice cube tray, actually. Especially if you have a silicone one.
1: Uh, I think we do. Oh, And you know what? I might even have a novelty Avengers-shaped silicone ice cube tray. Ooh, that could be fun. Which is the only shaped... Silicon tray, I think I have. So it's gonna be a dual theme, Valentines and Avengers. Cool, I like it. It will be beautiful.
0: Okay, so you are you up for that?
1: I think so. I mean, I haven't looked at a recipe, but blindly, yeah. I will say yes. I'm
0: pretty sure it's just like cooking sugar and then adding some flavors. I can do that. So right now, I'm looking at a tart cherry fondant cream. I will even send you the thing. These look pretty tasty. And actually, I think I've looked at this recipe before and been like, man, I should try these.
1: It does look good, though.
0: Unsalted butter, corn syrup, salt, powdered sugar, tart cherry puree, vanilla, and chocolate for dipping. So it's basically, it's basically cheater's fudge. All right. So I don't know if you're opposed to doing like this very similar thing twice in a row.
1: No, because my fudge is drastically different. Mm-hmm. No, I like this.
0: Okay, cool. Let's go with it. Boom. Boom. Done. Plus, it's like you know, festive. Yeah, I like the colors. Look at how pretty it is. It looks Mm -hmm. like she put red food coloring in, anyway. But
1: I might not do cherry. You don't have to. I'll probably do do a raspberry or something. But so that was our anniversary spectacular. (laughs) It was super spectacular. And join us next time for our Valentine's Day Spectacular. More spectacularness for you and your Valentine. Check us out on Facebook for pictures of the, the fudge and um, links to the recipes that we used. You can always email us at keepingbusypodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. If you have any advice about what um, either of us did wrong or or similar stories of fudge or recipes that you would like to hear us give a try uh contact us that way that's it so until 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 next time (laughs) we'll We'll be be keeping keeping busy. busy